Gee, Anna, what do you want to talk about today? The same thing we talk about every episode, Renee. The Hugo Awards. Welcome to Fangirl Happy Hour. This is Anna, and this is the episode you've been waiting for. So, as you probably know by now, the Hugo Awards were awarded last weekend, August 22nd, 2015, at SASQUAN, this year's Worldcon at Spokane, Washington. And we are here to talk about the results. As you know, we've been talking about the Hugo Awards for a long time. We had a Hugo episode a few months back at the time when the ballots were announced and you probably all know how that came out um it was a mixture of hysterical laughing and hysterical crying at the same time <laughs> and it's likely that these episodes might go the same way but maybe maybe not maybe not how did you feel renee i felt okay i i asked you and i'm answering the question myself first because i that's that's how this episode is gonna go do you remember how you felt when that ballot came out and we were just so despondent and we were desperate and we were heartbroken and it was also a little bit hilarious. But... It, was, it, was, it was pretty hilarious, but, <laughs> and you know, but it, it was, was awful, right? It, I mean, it was awful, but it was mostly like, I can't believe you fucking, yes. this is, this is what you guys are spending your time on. Okay. Yeah. It was awful. Anyway, when, the results came out this week, this weekend. It was the opposite. It was so riveting. It was so that sense of, yes, yes, we win, motherfuckers. <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you go back to your sad little corners. But they're not going to. It's just going to. No, no, of course not. As you know, I read Vox Day's blog. Oh, God. So he's already planning uh, Rabbit Puppies. Two, and there is also something about otters. Just so you all know, people, there's gonna be puppies in otters this year, apparently. Next year. Fair warning. This is gonna be a zoo. Jesus Christ, this whole thing. <laughs> I know when I don't care about something, I definitely spend hours and hours of my life uh, right? invested in it. No, yes, that's the thing, isn't it? And of course, the result is exactly like they planned. Uh, of course it is. You know? And Didn't he I... make TV tropes like the Beale? Yes, the Beale Gambit. Where no matter what the result is, you claim it as a victory. <laughs> yes, it's amazing. I wish I could have an Anna Gambit like this. Well, no, that would be terrible. No, because that would be such a jerk move, right? Yes, yes, Renee, you are absolutely right. Let's make, let's make your Gambit be something awesome instead. Okay, right. Poll right. people for ideas. Yes, so this is going to be the question of the episode. What should be Anna's Gambit? There you, go. <laughs> <laughs> you can all help us. Let's crowdsource this motherfucker. Sorry, I'm swearing a lot. I'm so hyper today. I don't know what's happening. <gasps> Do you think it was the pen? Oh, yeah, before the episode, Anna, because she doesn't have a planner, as we discussed, she decided to write a reminder on herself to do something, and she wrote on herself a flammable pen. I think, I think it's toxic. Oh, my God. I'm really sad I wasn't recording her, like, her screeching away from the microphone to go wash it off, because it was amazing, and I'm sorry everybody had to miss it. Anyway... 
You watched the ceremony, right? I did, yeah. I was in a chat with several people, and we all watched it together. I was also on Twitter for the whole thing. I didn't, I like, I left the hashtag, the Hugo Award hashtag, like, 15 minutes into the ceremony because it was, like, a, a pit of vipers and poison and gross dudes. That's what oh, it became. Gosh. Like, it was disgusting. And so I just hang out in the chat. I put a lot of stuff on to Twitter, actually. I was actually kind of... When I realized I could screen cap stuff that I liked, I was like, this is a great idea. I'll just stick it on Twitter. It actually worked, worked out really well because I got a great picture of this guy in this amazing top hat. Wow. I'm still... Like, the whole ceremony, I'm like, what, what most impressed me? The guy in the top hat. And then the end with the presenter from space. Oh my god, I I am so I'm devastated that I missed it because I was in New York, I was visiting Thea, and the plan was to watch it, but it was her birthday, so we went out a little bit, and of course we didn't come home until three a.m. I was dancing, I was out dancing in a nightclub, but of course I had my mobile with me, and there was Wi-Fi, thank God. So I was on Twitter, I was following it all on Twitter, and it just kept people seeing people talk about tambourines and Hare Krishnas and Daleks. I was like, what is happening? I don't understand. But uh, but it was amazing. It was an amazing experience. Actually, I said this on Twitter and also on the blog, but I highly recommend getting drunk, go out clubbing, and then watch the Hugo Awards whilst dancing. It was amazing. It was a very good experience, actually. So did you like the... The ceremony. So you said that there were things that were cool. So yeah, I did really like the ceremony. They did the the hosted a really good job. I really liked them together. My favorite, probably my favorite part was probably the Dalek part. <laughs> it was it was pretty funny. I was like, this is really good. Like they didn't do a lot of presenters. Like like one presenter would present like several awards. Okay. So the recipient of like a fan fund came and get, came and gave all the fan awards. Oh, and okay. she, I'm really sad that it didn't get recorded because she was super sassy and great. She was sassing David Gerald on the stage. I'm like, this is amazing. You're the greatest. Oh, man. I cannot believe I didn't watch it. So, how about Connie Willis? Apparently, she was really good as well. Yeah, her, she was just completely out of fucks. She was out <laughs> of her field of fucks lies fallow. <laughs> oh, my God. It was really Beautiful. good. Uh I cannot believe I'm not gonna watch this. I cannot believe I didn't watch this after so many months. <laughs> uh, well, on the plus side, you did something fun, something else fun with those hours of your life that we were all yeah, sitting in front of our computers <laughs> paying attention long, to this award. Right? <laughs> Apparently, went went was very long. It, yeah, it went on it a long hours. Yeah, a long time. Like, like even for me, who doesn't who doesn't mind like long award shows because that's it's an award show. And there was like some weird points where where they would the host would like cut away and they would sound like n- nervous or worried. I'm like, what is happening? Seeing <laughs> this award show. Do you think people knew what was going to happen? Well, I don't know. Like, I mean, I guess they were trying to fill the time because there were so many no awards. Yes, that's what that's what I felt as well. I was as but, I was I as the no awards started coming and I said, oh, okay, this is what's happening then. But they didn't need to be that, like, they didn't need to be that much filler. (laughs) I really think they need to start maxing these shows out of two hours. But how long was it last year? I was there, and it felt like it was ten minutes. Well, yeah, I guess if you're a nominee, you're 
Were you a nominee? Yes, I was a nominee, Renee. I don't... I'm just, okay, good. So that was last year. You were in fanzine. Yes. Okay. Best fanzine, yes. Sorry, they all blurred... Like, the last five years of the Hugos are all blurring together in my head. Oh my god, this was the best year of my life! <gasps> so, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that's probably why. Because you're a nominee. It's gonna be... It's gonna be go faster for you. Because you're... It felt like ten minutes, yeah. But, like, if you're at home on your couch and you need to pee, it's a fucking <laughs> long time. <laughs> Because you don't want to miss anything. So should we go through the categories? Yes. So, Campbell. Yep. Not the Hugo Award. Not a Hugo. It's a Hugo. Not a Hugo. I don't care. Uh, Went to Wesley Chu. Followed by no award. Uh, The moment when that one was announced, I said to myself, yep. We've got this, people. You knew I was. I was too nervous. I wanted to get past um, the fan. I was. I wanted to get past the fan categories before I. Right. Before, okay, I, before you made any. Before I got kind hopeful. of judgments. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what she's uh, acceptance speech was great. Uh, I don't know why we're not, more of us aren't talking about his uh, bid for the Republican presidential nomination. I don't know. <laughs> What because, the hell was that about? But, well, he because he announced it. He's like, I'm going to get political. I am your nominee. Uh. <laughs> Uh, it was funny. Oh, Wes. I have not really read Wes's work. I didn't vote for the Campbell. Right. Though, because the work of his I tried, I was like, oh, this is really a dude, bro I can't do it. <laughs> so I have not read his work. So I don't know. I, like, I have no clue. But he is doing, he, you know, he's doing cool stuff in science yeah. fiction and fantasy. I have friends who really like his work. So I'm not bothered by this. Um, no, I'm not. I was happy. Then best fan artist. I don't even remember how I voted in this category, but Elizabeth Leggett won, and I think she's actually a pro artist too. She's actually doing oh, pro okay. pro level work. I was really happy, but I was really happy to see this to go go to somebody new and a woman. I was really yep. excited. Yeah, same here. And then yeah. the category that I'm conflicted about best fan writer went to Laura J. Yeah. Mixon. Yeah. I'm just really uncomfortable with this category. I guess the work that she did was important. Yes. But I don't know if we want to go around honoring pieces of work where there's only one thing that they've done. Fan writer to me is honoring a body of work. Like a yeah. body of work over a long period of time. Not, you know, three months, four months, however no. long it took her to do the report. Like a year. A year of work or a few years of work after you... Where you get nominated after people follow you for so long, and then they finally nominate you after following you for five years. Yes. So the fact that this went to, and I mean, it was always going to go this way. I think. Yeah, I think maybe I made. I think maybe the piece that she wrote fit better in the the best related work category. Uh, if you wanted to award that, I guess and... I just have a really specific idea of what fan writer is for. Right. Which doesn't always match well with what the voters are doing in this weird this year was also really weird anyway, just because yeah. of the way things went. So anyway, I've anyway, moving on from Best Fan Rider. To Best Fan Cast and celebrate yes. that Galactic Suburb won. They did. Yeah. I'm so excited that they I was won. I'm so happy about that, yes. Um, They've been doing such good work for so long. It's great to see them all recognized for the podcast that they've been doing and the resource they've been creating. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, Tea and Jeopardy came second. And um, I really need to start listening to that. Emma Newman was actually a Nine Worlds and I saw a panel with her and she was lovely. I really need to listen to that. Do you listen to Tea and Jeopardy? I do not, actually. It sounds great. 
too many other podcasts. Yeah, including Galactic Suburbia. So yes, Galactic Suburbia. Yay, guys, we're so proud of you. Great. Best Danzine was Journey Planet. I know nothing about Journey Planet because I don't read Journey Planet. But the the clothes on those people and the, like they were super classy. I was like, you guys. Were they? Everybody was talking about it, but no one posted a picture. I was, so I have no idea. What I was they too were... slow. I'm sorry. Yeah, they were all the the first. I forget who was wearing the tiara, but she was rocking the tiara. It was super cute. Oh my god! And then of course James Bacon got up there, and I was just like, wow, like. If James Bacon would narrate some Joe Abercrombie books, I would read more Joe Abercrombie books. Uh. <laughs> I told the chat that when it happened. I was like, I'd be into that. Here's how you need to read oh, Joe Abercrombie books. Have James Bacon do the audiobook for it. <laughs> okay. All right. So, yeah. Best semi-prosing then. Lightspeed. Yes. Which is great as well. As long as they keep epic. destroying science fiction, I feel like they're going to keep winning. Yeah. Although, you know, my heart belongs to Strange Horizons. That's also true. Yeah. One, yeah. one year. One year. Yeah. I hope so. They they truly do. Uh, Niall really truly, des- truly deserves that award as well. And the next one, Best Pro Artist, Julie Dillon. Yay, Julie! I was yes. so happy for this one. You know, it's, it's a difficult one because, of course, that category was full of puppies mm-hmm, yeah I, well julie dylan won and, last year so but you know but she does great work i would be comfortable saying that she would have won anyway or she had a good chance of winning in any case scenario yeah mm-hmm. i yeah. mean listen if you can have a like an artist win like if you can have a dude artist win like eight zillion times in a row it's gonna it's okay we can yeah she can have her twice it's fine yeah absolutely uh, best editor long form. This one I was really surprised. Yeah, me too. I I actually voted in this category. Did you? Yeah, I don't remember who I voted for. What the one? I think one of the women. I think it was probably Sheila Jew. Mm-hmm, yeah, I did, but I, I mean, but I didn't, and I and I didn't use no award at all in this category. I just voted for the woman. Oh, I I I no award. I didn't because I was just so like I was just really conflicted about it. Because right. of the way the the slate was formed, and because editing is so, what is what is, what does an editor do? I don't. It's an, it's like a totally invisible process. How do you even fucking know? Yeah, I mean, I know editors, and and they edit my work, and I still don't know what the hell they do. I'm like, what do you got? What are you doing over there? <laughs> so, so yeah, it really surprised me that this went to no award. I was really really surprised. Yeah, I was too. I think then just shows how strongly fandom felt about the about slates. the slates. Don't do it. No, don't do it. So and then same thing happened with best editor short form, also no award. Um, happy to see Fox Day lose terribly. Lose yeah. terribly within his own category is amazing. Great. Good job, fandom. Yeah, and then the next one, another surprise. Best Dramatic Presentation Short Form for Orphan Black. Right? I did not see that coming. What? That's mental. I, see, I haven't, I haven't, I'm behind on Orphan Black, so I don't actually know what's happening. I really thought this was going to go to the, the Doctor Who, right? 
Yeah, or Game of Thrones. Mm -hmm. And the fact that it went to Orban Bayou was like, holy shit, this is totally unpredictable. Yeah, I thought I thought so too. I didn't. But great. I don't know if, I, I, don't know if I voted in this category or not because I hadn't seen the stuff, so I probably didn't vote in it. I actually put off and back first. Did you? You've seen it. Yes. Oh well, I haven't. No so I, I I saw the entire season. Did anyone collect the award? I don't remember now. It's it was all a blur. Like the middle of the ceremony is really this weird blank. <laughs> it was... Maybe maybe everybody was just still like, what? What just happened with the editor? What happened? Nobody, no award for editors? No, no. Although what? we, oh, although we watched clips, they showed clips. And I'm like, oh, guys, okay. we don't really need the clips. It's not really. Requ- I mean, I get why you're doing it, but we don't really need them. So I was like, well, that it took some time. So I I got distracted probably. Now I don't remember what I don't remember who accepted. <laughs> Maybe that was when you took a pee break. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. I know. I did not. I did not leave the computer. And how about the long form? Best presentation. Best dramatic presentation long form. Well, everybody knew that Guardians of the Galaxy <laughs> was going to win this award. It's like, like that, that was not the best movie. I mean, no. The best movie of the year last year was Captain America the Winter Soldier. Thanks. <laughs> that was the best movie of the year. And I will fight anybody that argues with me. <laughs> And then just, okay, so I'll shoot Justin was now. like, Justin was on Twitter going, like, if Captain America doesn't win, don't tell Renee, just pretend it won. <laughs> Which is like, yes, accurate, accurate statement. And then apparently, like, later the next day, people were, like, tweeting at me going, I didn't know how you were going to handle this. <laughs> I was like, it's fine. I'm okay. It's a winner in my heart. Exactly. So that's the spirit. But I'm so- okay with Guardians of the Galaxy winning. It was the fact that puppies put it on their slate. I'm like, really, guys? Hollywood is too homogeneous for stuff like that to have an effect. Because, like, you but can't. I get... Do you know, but I guess then that, you know, the No Award was not purely based on the principle of fight in the slates. Because otherwise, this category would have been different. Yeah. As well. So there were people that voted for Guardians of the Galaxy, even though it was one of the slate. It was on my because yeah, it was because it, it was actually good. Yeah, I actually I voted for it. I think the only thing I I think the only thing I know, I think I voted for everything that was on the ballot except for Interstellar, which I put below, which I which I didn't put on the ballot at all. I put no award left. <laughs> Interstellar was the pits. God, Chris uh. Nolan, just make Inception two already. Come on. <laughs> uh, best graphic story I think we were both very pleased we were Marvel. both extremely excited uh, yes. Miss Marvel volume 1 no normal one yay for Jewel yeah. Wilson and uh, Adrian Alfana and Jake White were the uh, the artists on that volume I'm extremely uh, stoked that it won because it's really deserving I did not expect it to win really? yeah I kind of did not expect it to win. I don't know why, what you, but... Why did you think... What did you think was going to win instead? I thought it was going to be the Saga of Sex Criminals. But maybe well, the... Saga is kind of, was kind of handicapped by being like the third volume. Maybe. And Sex Criminals is kind of weird. Like, okay, it's I guess. a little... It's a little... I mean, I, like, I tried to record to somebody and they were like, that sounds stupid. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, well, okay. <laughs> for like a wider audience, I think that's kind of a constitutional concept that might be a little out there for people. So okay. I think Miss Marvel because it was I mean it was great it had really good art 
the story was really good, and it was also the first volume uh, helped it a helped it a whole lot. Yeah, and because it also had a lot of critical support before that too. So I guess yeah. Anyway, happy making. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I was I was happy with the things that won so much, apart from two things, which we will get to. We already spoke about one of them. Anyway, best related work. No award. I was really happy about this. This because everything was so shit. I was like, I cannot believe you knocked all the awesome things that could have been on this ballot off this ballot. I know. Uh, It's uh, just a waste of the category because I am really surprisingly invested in best related work because it's really how I find good scholarship, good nonfiction. Like, it's a really good entry point to finding like interesting commentary about the genre. So the fact that these things just took over the category, which is like... Ugh. Oh, Renee, Renee, tropes versus women would have been... I know. Ugh. I'm so mad. On the plus side, she will be Ugh. eligible. She will be eligible again. Because Listen. she adds new videos. It changes. Excellent. So Excellent. as long as it... Appreciably, uh, like, I'm pretty sure, according to the guidelines, the Constitution... As long as something appreciably changes, you can nominate it again when if it Excellent. adds new content. So, so let's write this wrong, people. Everybody together now. Tropes versus women. Yes. Okay. So best short story. No award. Good job, fandom. Yep. Uh, and then best novelette. And that's the one. Yeah, I was not happy when this one. I was not happy about this one. This was not this, a good story. The story was super problematic. I was like, yeah. mm-hmm. negative. But you know, his story from last year was super problematic as well. It was super culturally appropriative. It, I thought it was terrible, and it was also a nominated story. So, this guy, he's a really good writer. He just needs to maybe examine his some of his biases and blind spots. Yeah, but about his be... editor? Editors, why are you not paying attention to this? And I'm just like, I would really like to read his work if it would stop grossing me out. Yeah. Which is unfortunate. Because I've read stuff by him that I, I've liked. I'm pretty sure. Because his name is really familiar to me. Like I, I feel like he had another story. Yeah, the only two things that I read by him were the two uh, nominated works and no moving on to best novella also no award yeah <laughs> i was like take a hike take a hike john c right on twitter <laughs> oh we should totally talk, talk about him oh god no <laughs> no no so best no. novel best novel best novel oh my god okay so before <laughs> this whole thing started i asked Thea, Thea. Who do you want to win? And she says, Three Body Problem Anna. I voted for no one else on my ballot. My ballot. It was just the Three Body Problem was my entire ballot. <laughs> my ballot was totally, I like, said, I think reverse. Like, I think, I'm not t- yeah, my ballot was totally reverse. Three Body Problem was not even on my ballot because I didn't read it. Oh my god. And I think my, my first one was a Goblin Emperor and then a Three Body Problem. But I was so happy i did not expect it to win at all and i don't care uh, that it won it's fine that it won i'm like it's not cool that's cool good job i dudes. was so happy and i cannot wait to read the sequel i have a copy i like i like i was on like i was on twitter so i sent i sent you a, i sent you a tweet when it won 
<laughs> telling you that it had won. I'm sure you already knew, but I'm just like, yeah. we're going to be so happy. Uh, we were so delighted. I think Thea screeched in the middle of the dance floor. Oh, good. So that was great. And then, of course, the, this award was presented by a freaking astronaut. I know. That was so cool. Oh, I cannot believe Congratulations that. Congratulations to everybody who made that happen. And today, uh, Sasquam posted a photo of the Hugo pin floating in space. Oh, my God. How awesome is that? It's pretty awesome. It's pretty awesome. It's like no other award is as awesome. Dear Oscars, you got to step up your game. Yeah. <laughs> totally. No other award has puppies. Ugh. <laughs> so, of course, as soon as the ceremony was over... Uh, the... the first thing was like, where are the stats? Yeah, they they were going... People were taking photos at the convention because they weren't online yet. They took a little bit to get online. And... Uh, so I didn't, like, I had, people were p- talking about him on Twitter, but I wasn't going on Twitter on the hashtag because I was too afraid. Uh, I know uh, Annalie posted some screenshots, and then I retweeted some of them, and then finally Justin gave me the stat, the link to the stats when it went up. And so the first, literally the first thing I checked was, uh, in order, your authors, I checked to see if yeah. your authors got booted off. I checked um, to see, for you. Yeah. And then I checked Ben Ryder. I didn't even think to check fanzine. But I didn't even think somebody joking. else. Some no, I didn't even think about it. Like, oh my god! Somebody else. Somebody had to be like, "Oh, Renee, I'm so sorry." I'm like, "What do you mean you're sorry?" You're like, "You didn't see that? You didn't see the stats for fanzine?" I'm like, "No." So I went and looked, and I'm like, "Are you fucking joking?" <laughs> I didn't know. I did not check fanzine until somebody told me to check fanzine. Yeah. So. To those who haven't seen the stats or any any posts, there are so many posts going up right now. So, Renee and Lady Business would have made best fanzine, and the book smugglers, me and Thea, would have made best semi prosine. So... Like we were like in the cutoff line, and I started getting messages, direct messages, and pictures, and you know, I'm so sorry on Twitter and by email, and I'm like. Mm-hmm. Oh, people! <laughs> I know, I know, it's awful. I was just, I, I, I just looked at the fan writer about and got so angry. The fan writer would have been beautiful. Oh, I was so beautiful. mad! I was so mad! So, who would have been again? Let me just, uh, let me just check. There was a few people that were on last year, right? Fan writer would have been Large Natalie, Abigail, Liz, Natalie, and Mark. Yeah. Oh my god, like the dream team. Like that would like that ballad's amazing. Yeah. And I was just like really got really puppies, really. All over the place, really. You know, Anne uh from Porno Kitch and from Ho- and she's an editor at Hodder, she would have made best editor. Mm-hmm. And she's made she's doing such incredible work at Hodder. Everybody's talking about her here in the UK. And I'm so proud. Um it would have been amazing, amazing to see her there. But it was not meant to be. Maybe next year. The Campbell Award, too. Like, when I saw that, I was like, are you kidding? Like, it... Yeah. I was just like, oh, there's every single category made me upset. So good. Yeah. Do you know who I love to see listed here? Isabel Yap. Oh, yeah? I was very happy to see. I, I nominated her, and she's one of my authors. 
She's the author of the Hurricane Hill series. The superhero, magical girl, miniseries. Yes, I'm talking about something that is coming up for Book Smugglers Publishing. Make note, people. <laughs> Disclaimer. Anything you buy from Bookfogger Publishing, <laughs> money goes directly into Anna's pockets. Uh, please, bust up from Bookfogger Publishing. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes, it is what it is. And Joan Scalzi would have made Best Novel. I know, I looked at Best Novel. I was just like, <laughs> are you effing kidding me? <laughs> like, all, like, four of the novels that I loved last year would have made this ballot. Yeah. And I was just like, there's an actual ballot uh, um, you can find one on uh, I-09 that actually puts all like what would have been on the ballot without yeah. uh, without the puppy's influence in best novella some several stories that I was wrecked a couple times uh, Grand Jete I think but is that how you pronounce that yeah, by Rachel Swirsky would have been there. The mother, the mothers of Verhoosville by Mary Ricker, yeah. which a lot of my, a lot of people I know loved. Yeah, uh, the story, the, regular, yeah. the story that I, the story that I loved last last year, the the magician and the lap Laplace's demon by Tom Crosshill, that would have been on the ballot for best novelette. Oh um, my so, god, yes, puppies. God damn yeah. you. Yes, absolutely. So, so and bad. the short. The short story ballads would have been amazing. I know. Like, the fact that they knocked off Eugene Foster, um, yeah. her story, when it ends, he catches her. Yeah. I want to drop a bomb on all of them for this. Yeah. Because she will never be nominated again. Yeah. Like, out of Ugh. all the travesties that came out of this ballot, that is the, like, that's the worst, like, yeah. for me. I am so pissed about it. Just. And this, of course, uh, best related work where I, when I actually saw what was nominated, I was like invisible. The anthology that Jim C. Hans put together um, about yeah. people talking about, you know, their own experiences and perspectives, which was really good. I yeah. also got bumped. Yes. And there was, um, the Joe Walton book as well. What makes this book so great? And of course, tropes versus women. Yeah, so it's really infuriating. I mean, it's mostly hilarious, but then you look at this, what could have been, like what we could have had, and you just like... It would have been a good year. I think probably we would be raging about some... Well, of course. Something or other. Something you know. would have got... Something. Yeah. You know, John Scalzi again, Shona Maguire again would be there. You know. I would not be we... raging about John Scalzi being there. Uh, no, but it's no... It's like... This I will, mean, somebody this would. would. Ex- yeah, exactly. So it would be expected because it's the thing that happens... It's the wank that happens every year. But, but it's the expected wank. It's the good wank. <laughs> the good wank. Right? <laughs> Not the bad rank. Like, this year was full of the bad rank. And it, next year is going to be full of the same thing. So, I wonder what's going to happen next year. Because they are coming back with their slate or whatever. And I think that maybe they will be a little more clever about it. And actually maybe nominate things that are actually good. If they can find them. Maybe. So I don't I know. Would, I, I People have be- got to nominate. Like, the thing that the thing that this year really makes clear to me is that... 
people treat the they're just like oh I'll just wait to see what fandom says and then vote on what fandom says like they treat yeah. it in a really kind of offhand manner and like and you are outside of fandom but you are fandom so you know so if it's a, you if need it, to vomit, nom- nominate so if it upsets you and you could afford to to understand a lot of people can't which is fine you that's what you need to do you need to buy a membership and you need to nominate because like this is just gonna they're just gonna do it again until until next year and both four four six and the e pluribus hugo i guess that's what they're calling it passed the business meeting okay and so they're going to go on to mid-american two's business meeting for ratification i guess they're gonna have to decide which one they want so which ones are those? What are the rules? Four six is where you get only you get four nominations, but six things make the ballot. Okay. And then the e pluribus Hugo is where the they just they just basically bring uh, the instant runoff vote to the nomination process instead of having it be like all the nominations count like a flat thing. So you instead of just putting all the nominations you like, you actually rank your nominations. Oh, I see him. I, for some reason, a lot of people think that E Pluribus Hugo is really complicated or whatever. I don't really find it that complicated, but I also spent a lot of time, like, with hand-drawn cards and, like, trying to make sense of the actual, the actual instant runoff process because it was really confusing. People, I'm a very visual learner with, like, patterns and logic and math, so I had to, like, teach myself how it worked with, like, note cards (laughs) manually. So probably because I did that, I under I kind of understand the the e pluribus Hugo and like it better. I don't like the four six thing at all. I I just don't like the idea. Yeah, it's okay. Of, I just don't like. I just really don't like the idea of only having four nominations. I guess. So I'm not crazy about the four six proposal. Uh, I really like the other one better because it doesn't change anything. It doesn't change anything for the people who nominate. You can still just you still just nominate like five things. Okay. The only thing, like the, I guess the only thing that changes is that you just rank. You would rank them. It looks the same and it's consistent with how it's always but, been done. But you could still have a slate like this. I mean, yeah, you could have a slate with anything. But the yeah, whole yes. idea is for the e pluribus Hugo. This involves fractions. I can't explain fractions to people. But basically, no, I can't. I can't explain fractions to people. Uh, there's a video. <laughs> I was I was like, how do I explain this? Nope, I can't do it. <laughs> Next, there's a there's actually a video I think uh, explaining this. Also, E Pluribus Hugo has a huge huge base of like organization and stuff that happened in the comment threads at Making Light, and you can like read how they put it together. It's all available and out there, and you can see how it works. Right. I think there was I think there was a plan to like give the data to the team so they can run this year's data through both processes to see how it would work. Okay. I don't know how it's going to go. I don't know if I'm going to be at Mid-American next year. You are, right? I am. I don't know if I'm going to be there. Then I would definitely be there. It's a plan. It's planned. It's part of our Booksmuggles Publishing plan for 2016. Alright, yeah. Well, I don't know. I haven't so. decided yet because we're, you know, like I said, we're trying to move to another state. Yeah, far, far away. And also crowds. Me and crowds. Yeah. <laughs> but what if we get nominated? Would no. that make a difference? No. 
My brain does not care whether I'm nominated for an award. My brain is like, that's a lot of fucking people. <laughs> that's a lot of socialization. What if what if you go and you and we have like a room con? You would just I would just stay in the room. I doesn't see. Yes. And we will go and we will go to your room from time to time and we can have a panel in the room. Oh my god, Anna. And we can record an episode there. And then we can all go together to the ceremony. We'll see. It's a lot of money. Yes. Even though it's only like seven hours away from me, but still a lot of money. It's really the hotel that's hella expensive. And anywhere, anywhere, like any world time I've ever considered, the biggest barrier to going has been hotel. Yeah. Every time. It was one year I pri- like I priced a hotel for me and one other person. It was like two thousand dollars. Oh my god! Because it was we were so it was so late in the year, so a lot of stuff was booked up. Uh, okay. And it was just me. It was just me and the, my friend, and so we didn't, so we didn't we couldn't split it four ways. So there was not right. a lot of options. It was two thousand dollars. Wow, there's a lot of money. One day, Anna. One day. Oh, the best news that I that came out before the awards ceremony was that Helsinki won their bid yeah, for 2017. So excited! And everybody's saying that they're coming. I know a lot of people are like we're going. I'm like, yeah, wow. Back. Wow. I'm pretty sure that they're keeping it really cheap for like first time attendees. Okay. Like I, I don't know what I don't know what. Are they using euros to, to estimate costs? Is that what that little symbol means? I have no clue. But they were like ninety um, something, ninety something in whatever currency. Yes. Okay. And I don't know what that trans. I don't know what that converts to. I can't do that kind of that stuff in my head. I can barely handle American money. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know what the exchange rate for euros to dollars is. But, but anyway, euros... that seems really cheap. So if you're like a first time uh... Worldcon attendee. That's a really nice. That seems like a really nice thing. Them giving the price lower so you can go um, and put more money toward you know travel and lodging. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. I'm really. I voted for them. I'm really glad I voted for them. I've, this was the first time I ever voted in site selection. I've never voted, but like I was convinced to do it because now apparently, if you vote in site selection, you're voting. You it translates to you having the supporting membership, I guess. Oh, uh, instantaneously. Okay, that's cool. Uh, I don't. I think that's how it works. I could be wrong. I think. I think so too. But yeah. so now I think I already have a membership in that convention. I guess we'll find out. Somebody yeah. will obviously correct us if I'm wrong. So that is that. I'm pretty sure for this year we can call the Hugos done. Right? We're what? Just... What? No. Surely there's more for us to talk about. What about stats? What about the numbers? What about... Uh, you really uh, want to talk numbers with me? You really, I can't even explain a fraction, Anna. You really no, want to talk numbers no, with but me? but like, there's been so many interesting um, essays coming out talking about, you know, so the numbers of rabbit puppies and sat puppies would have been around 500 people only. Mm-hmm. This is like an estimate that people have been working out from, you know, comparing to previous years, percentage of people who voted in each uh, category. And um, I found that it's really interesting that only that such a small amount of people can cause such a mess. That's how slates work. Yeah, I know. It's um, it's unthinkable. And then, you know, when I was in Night Worlds, uh, they were having the Gamble Awards there. Yeah. 
and uh, one of the one of the people that work at the Game Boy Awards, they were saying that usually there are about sixty thousand votes on that award, and that's a popular award as well. And the Hugos are so small. Well, you don't have to pay to vote in the Game Awards. No, no, that's a hurdle. Absolutely. I wish they would sell a membership, like a like a like a lifetime membership for nominating. Oh. Just sell, just sell it. And this was Justin's idea. Uh, he that he that he floated a, like a few months ago, where once you buy, once you pay whatever fee there is for the nomination membership, it's yours for life. And what you have to do is pay the supporting fee to vote, but you always have that nominating right once okay. you once you purchase it. And I kind of I was talking to KJ about this, and I kind of compared it to like back when Live Journal and Dreamwith were really big. Live Journal would do these sales for permanent accounts, and like permanent account permanent accounts came with like a bunch of different like features, and you got to keep all the the paid features forever. You never had never had to pay again. And you got like, extra icon slots, and you got a lot of like things that were big back, back uh-huh. in the early, early twenty first century. And they run about two hundred dollars, and that's how. And they they were pretty expensive two hundred two hundred dollars one hundred fifty dollars. They were they were pretty pricey, but they were basically a lifetime account. And and I kind of liken the like having just a, like a permanent nominating membership. Yeah. To, to, yeah, yeah. They might get more people nominating, which is the problem, isn't it? And then if they have, but then they have, to, but then they would have, still have to pay the fee to like the supporting membership fee or the attending membership fee to vote. So yeah. you wouldn't be losing that membership. They can just both coexist with each other, and it wouldn't be so fucking confusing every time when like, wh- like what your membership has rights to do, like what your supporting membership or your attending membership has rights to do, in, in different conventions. Of yeah. course, this would never happen because fandom is too conservative. But I just think that it would just really solve the problem that we have yeah. with nom- with nominating being so closed. Because I mean, you saw it happen this year. A lot of people did like gift member memberships for yeah. people who didn't have a lot, of, a lot of finances. Like, what if that could happen with a, like a lifetime support, like a lifetime supporting not like a nomination membership? You yeah, know? they could just be members of. Worldcon, but because but because Worldcon is such a weird thing and it moves around and it's done it's handled by different nonprofits every single time, it just makes it really not feasible to do it that way. I really think that they need to start examining ways to detach the Hugos from the moving. Right. Yeah. The Worldcon moves, yes, but maybe the Hugos need to be more static. Hmm. Hmm. To make it more accessible, because. In today's environment, people have a lot of different things that they're, like, especially digitally, people are just being bombarded with stuff. So, like, the fact that every year to do to vote for the Hugos, you have to go to a different website, like a different convention does it. Why in the heck have they not standardized this yet? Why is there not just a Hugo side that doesn't move? The URL yeah. is the same every year. And what happens is the convention, every single non, every single nonprofit that manages the award, just transfers the website to the next convention, the next Hugo committee. Move it instead instead of moving the the award, have just transfer the ownership. So that way, that sounds so obviously easy to me, easier at least. 
surely some mom must have brought it up already. I'm sure they have, but the people don't like meetings. people don't like change. That's all it is to it. And I like it wouldn't affect it wouldn't have to affect who like how each Worldcon chose to run the award. No, it would they would just have to transfer the ownership of the site itself, and then every single convention would just link to it on their website and. Or people who are just interested in the Hugo Awards could bookmark that site and it would never change. Exactly. <gasps> I mean, I have dreams about, like, Hugo, like, like uh, the way that the nomination form works. Like, have every single different, every category be, like, a module so you can, like, move modules around. Hide modules you don't care about. Like, I have dreams, Anna. I wish I was a programmer because I would just mock oh it up and be God. like, guys, look how cool this is. You want it? I'll give it to you. It's free. <laughs> But I'm not a programmer, so it's not going to happen. But anyway, I have yeah, I have dreams. It's things that will pipe dreams that it's will never come true. It's such beautiful dreams too. But yeah, no, yeah, there's a lot of stats going around. Chaos Horizons has has already yes. dug into them. They're pretty interesting. I'm I'm really bad with numbers, so I haven't really been paying attention, <laughs> like mm-hmm. the number part. And of course, there are the predictable uh, reactions as well from the puppies. Of course there is. I, I don't know Michael Z Williamson. I guess is his name. Yeah? Like, came at me on Twitter. <laughs> what? Really? Yeah, like, he made some comment. The first comment he made to me, I was... Because I didn't realize I was getting retweeted a lot because I have it turned off on my phone. It doesn't tell me about retweets because it kills my battery. <laughs> and so he, like, responded to me and I didn't know who it was. I was like, who... Who this? Who are you? <laughs> I didn't know who it was. So then he was, like, tw- he tweeted me again so I actually went to his profile because he was like the first person to really be a jerk at me. I'm like, oh, it's you. You were nominated for something. And then later somebody was like, yeah, he was the guy who made that like racist comment commentary yep. about Charles. I'm like, holy crap. I didn't even know who it was. That's not a good sign for them, I think. No. But I didn't even know who it was. <laughs> he was being really, he was very upset. He's like, I know what everything is. He goes, meaningless. I, I know, dude. I definitely, definitely spend hours and hours following and contributing to a award that I think is meaningless. I know what you mean. I really feel you. <laughs> I think we have exhausted. Now can we be done for the year? <sighs> it breaks my heart. It really does. But I think, yes. We can move on to other amazing I think we can move on. Topics. Are, are there any other awards? coming soon. <laughs> um, I only joke. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Anna, Anna. You're fired, Anna. You're fired. Okay, I think then yeah, we are done. Yeah, we, we are done. If you... We declare the Hugos terminated. For this, until, you know, December, when we start talking about them again. I reserve the right to bring the subject up if things happen online. And they are bound to happen, right? Things are all... Yes. It's online, Anna. <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> of course. Hugo's. The end. The end. Fangirl Happy Hour is Renee Williams and me, Anna Grillo. Renee is also our producer. She bosses me around a lot. I love it. You'll find links to some of our discussion topics in our show notes at fangirlhappyhour.com. You can email us at fangirlhappyhour at gmail.com. We love hearing from you, especially if you tell us about your own Hugo feels. 
You can find us on Tumblr and Facebook at Fangirl Happy Hour, one long word, no spaces. If you like our page or our posts, we like you back in our hearts. If you like the show, we'd love it if you drop by iTunes and leave a review. They help us so more people can find us. Once they find us, we can totally influence their reading choices in our path to world domination. You can chat with us on Twitter at Fangirl Podcast. This week's question, what should be Anna's Gambit? This week's 20th century book recommendation is Howl's Moving Castle by Diana Wynne-Jones. Our music is by Boxcat Games. Our logo is by the very talented Era. You can commission them at justera.tumblr.com. For both myself and Renee, thanks for listening. See you next episode.